Hi, I'm Jamie. I've been a producer, director, and a screenwriter. I'm Brad. I've been a videographer and a screenwriter. This is TV We Love, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a single season of our favorite TV shows. And maybe some of our second favorites, too. I think. <laughs> uh, we are recording. Why do you always sound like an amateur when we start recording? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I was just kidding. I do, I'm sure. Uh, just busting your balls. <sighs> Jamie, this is Michael Kane. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good. Do you do any impersonations? Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Do you do? I said we were recording. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I said we were. Oh, I was. <laughs> I said we were recording. <laughs> We're recording, Jamie. Thank you. This is Michael. This is Michael Kane. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. That's lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely. Master Bruce, um, do you do any impersonations of any really. celebrities? Not no. Animals? I used to be able to do Marvin the Martian, but I don't know if I can do it anymore. You could do the female Marvin the Martian. <laughs> Give it a shot. Uh, okay. <clears throat> You're off to a good start. I like that. Greetings, Earth creature. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the southern Marvin the Mars. <laughs> Greetings, Earth creature. Greetings, Earth creature. I used to do one. He would he would say something like, "My XJ900 space oh, modulator." Yeah. No, yeah. that was horrible. I did it better as a kid, but puberty puberty has uh, struck down my vocal cords. Do you do any other cartoon characters or anything? No. I mean, I can do really weird faces. Yeah, that's not good for podcasting. I know. <laughs> if, you, if you could sound like any cartoon character, what cartoon character would you want to sound like? Hmm. I don't know. I think it had to be like Lois Griffin or something. I feel like you could probably sound like Lois Griffin if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> that was me, not Jamie. <laughs> mm, let's see. Cartoon character. Yeah. I think I'd have to go with Lois. Yeah, see if I if I could sound like uh Peter. Yeah. Or even Homer Simpson. If my voice could come anywhere near that, I think I would just talk like them all the time. I think you could probably pull off Homer. I don't know. No, I don't, don't think, think so. so. You know, Jim Jeffries, the comedian, he does a fantastic Homer Simpson. But I don't think really? he tries to, he tries to talk like a he, he kind of tries to talk like an idiot, you know, like an idiot American, and right. then that's his Homer Simpson voice. But if he just said <laughs> it was his Homer Simpson, he could he can really do it. He's pretty good at it. Oh, not, so he doesn't call it his Homer. He, he just does calls not it, call. He just calls it. You know, his he doesn't dumb call American it anything. Voice. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But I think he sounds just like Homer Simpson. That's so funny. But I can almost sound like Peter Griffin, but not all the time. I can sound like Cleveland Brown. You know. Oh. You know Cleveland, right? Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, that's just nasty. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. All right. All right. We ready to dive into this thing? Let's do it. Since you're not going to do any more impersonations for I, us. I'm just trying. I'm so tired. I'm decided, I decided before we started this podcast, but you caught me off guard. Oh. I uh, That I was just going to make an effort to sound extra perky and... 
awake. Well, go do I'm a couple. Overcompensate. Go do a couple today. lines of blow and come back. I was just thinking about eating the entire episode. Oh, it's too late to be eaten. I'm gonna eat my magnesium because it's delicious. Magnesium is delicious. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. We, anyway, let's get to business so we can get right. this over with. Jeez. <laughs> uh, we are covering The Office season five, episode two, officially episode two. Of course, it's episode three in the uh, Peacock streaming series, but we'll just call it what the air episode was. So it is episode two, business ethics and it is rated at 8.1 on the imdb scale and its original air date is october 9th 2008 <clears throat> we already talked about what we were doing in 2008 last time right yes uh so i have a little summary here uh a confession at an hr business ethics seminar leads to a dispute between michael and holly over whether meredith should be fired and then dwight tries to to prove to Jim how long he can go without taking a personal break. Mm, it's pretty good. I enjoyed this episode. What did you? I did too. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I like the the questions of uh, ethics. The ethics question. I like it. I right. like it. So the first thing I noticed with this episode is that the runtime of the super fan cut, which we cover, that's, mm-hmm. that's why you're here is for the super fan cuts is 35 minutes and 11 seconds, where the syndicated runtime is 21 minutes and 45 seconds. That is almost an entire episode worth of extra material, extra laughs, extra story. And there is, they do add a lot in there. They do. It's amazing. In fact, Pam would not even be in this episode other than the cold open if it wasn't for the super fan cut. Because all of her scenes were cut from the syndicated version. so That's really interesting. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I bet Pam's happy that they made the super fan. I bet she is. Or yeah. Jenna. Yeah. Jenna Fisher. Jenna. She's just Pam to me. Pam. She yes. is, I'm sure she's Pam to a lot of people. Yeah. Like they probably don't even know her real name. True. Lazy people. <laughs> okay, so the cold open... Uh, opens up on Jim on the phone. He's talking to Pam, and uh, Jim says something like, I'll tell everyone you say hi, and Pam's like, no, I'm mad at them. And uh, he's like, why? What's up? And and she's like, no one congratulated us on becoming engaged. And Jim's like, well, that might be my problem, because I didn't tell yeah, anyone. You didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, why not? And he's like, well, you know how it is. I, I just didn't want to deal with that. And... Uh, so she she convinces Jim to tell everybody. So he makes the announcement, and everybody seems annoyed. Yeah, they're just so all so negative. Yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. No, I not a big deal. I, I thought you were already engaged. Yeah. And, oh no, that was to Roy. Yeah. Like they just all they're all like jabs. Yeah. At them, they are all little jabs. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin's like, "I bought a gift for Roy and Pam. Do I have to buy a gift for you?" Yeah. Jim's like, uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. And then Kelly comes in. She's super excited, and she yells and half passes out. Yeah, it looks like she passes out. but. And right then, Michael comes in, and he's like, what's going on? And then uh, in the super fan cut, Kelly's the one that tells Michael that Jim and Pam got engaged. In the syndicated version, it's Creed that informs Michael that Jim and Pam got engaged, which is also... 
like interesting, you yeah. know, that there's actual there's there's an actual difference. Right, but isn't I mean Creed does say something is it, does he well, say He's the, the one call, that tells guy? He's the one that tells Kelly Yeah. that uh, right. Jim and Pam got engaged. So So in the regular There's no Kelly. Okay. Yeah, in the in the regular version so there's no Kelly. So it just goes straight from Creed to Michael. Correct. Right. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Seamlessly too. Like the editors did a fantastic job. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Michael awesomely tackles Jim. From, it was the from, best tackle. It's the best. And Jim keeps a straight face. He doesn't flinch or anything. No. Nope. So he does he does a really good job of uh letting the tackle happen. Yeah. So and then Pam is like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> bad then, idea, bad idea. <laughs> Take it back. Yeah. And then that's the cold open. So I was curious how many people get engaged each year. Mm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 1,825,743 people become engaged each year. Wow. And 282,900 of those proposals happen in what month, do you think? June. You think it's June? Yeah. I probably would have guessed uh, January or February. Oh, really? You know, really? for like New Year's or Valentine's oh, well, Day. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. For the engagement, it would probably be January or February. I they, think you've got a point there. They say it's December. Really? Yeah, and I wonder okay. if that's Christmas or if they're counting New Year's oh, Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't you propose right at the strike, like as... It's happening, like, technically January 1st, or would you do it before the ball drops? I, I think know. you would do it after the ball drops, and that would make it January. I think it would, but I, I mean, that's know. just my that's Maybe, just my I think thought. earlier in the day, so then you can celebrate all night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now everyone was taking a, a quiz slash questionnaire uh, for... The business ethics spiel and yeah. jim was trying to copy dwight he was doing the what'd you get for number three sort of a thing <laughs> and dwight becomes annoyed with this and he tries to tell on him <laughs> to holly so as soon as dwight starts making a fuss jim just yells out dwight's cheating <laughs> yeah it was it was awesome it was such good timing it, yeah he and timed it perfectly as soon as she looked it's awesome and it's just yep. so pointless because there's no quote right or wrong answer to so it's like it doesn't matter what you guys but right so and then it cuts to pam yeah her classes are pan her classes are canceled i was gonna say canceled uh <laughs> and then uh her friends uh alex and beth and i don't know the other dude's name that's standing right next to i can't remember his name either we yeah. should look this up we should look this up okay uh, yeah okay Next time. Yeah, next time. <laughs> uh, they bust her balls for being older. And she's, this is like the running theme for her is like, oh, I can't hang out with you guys. I'm I'm old. I'm an old lady. Oh, my God. I'm, yeah, I'm 29 I'm so years old. old. She's supposed to be 29 during this run. Right. Uh, but they go out for, they talk her into going out for drinks. So have you ever gone to college? <laughs> Have I? Yeah. Yeah. And then have you ever had classes canceled? Yes. Did you go out for drinks? No. No. Right, I don't that, think that ever happened. That really took a I severe turn for the letdown. I might have taken a letdown. nap. I think I w would mostly take naps. 
naps? Would you go out to your car for the nap and just wait for the next class, or would you go <sighs> home? Or? If I had the opportunity to go home, I would go home. I don't but think I there's have, a better place to take I naps. Have, I've taken like tiny little cat naps in my car, but you can just never get comfortable enough. No, it's never as good. And there's always noise, and you know, people going in and out of their cars, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So now Michael and Holly they parody "Let's Get Physical." <laughs> with let's get ethical yep and michael is psyched yeah so and psyched he's this, like holly's my friend <laughs> yeah this is kind of like an initiation for holly too like yeah. he suggested that they do a musical parody right. and stuff yep. and, he's and like, she was all about it oh yeah she was i mean they're like two peas in a pod. they are so but he's like this is, they love the musical performance which is all in his head nobody has ever said to michael we love the music right yeah yeah uh Michael hopes to merge this into a relationship without her even knowing. Yes. So, but they're having this ethics meeting directly because of Ryan, mm-hmm. who is in the room. How right. was like without mentioning any the names? Elephant in the room. Yeah, the elephant in the room. And uh, Ryan stands up and he's like, "All right, all right, let's talk about it. I, I had fun. Do I regret it? Sure, but it was worth the ride." Right. He talks about how he banged some chick that looked like another chick from Survivor. Yeah. Um, and then, well, Kevin's like, come on, it's Ryan. He's right there. Right. He's hired. Yeah. And then he turns to Jim and he's like, hired guy. Yeah. (laughs) He just keeps that joke running. He just keeps it going. Yep. Uh, and then this has happened to me before too, where when they're discussing the answers to the ethics, have you ever had like an ethics meeting with a job? Yeah, something like that. Not they're very similar to what's portrayed. Yeah, on, on, yeah, yeah, very similar. And it's always a dumb questionnaire and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about your answers. Yeah. And Holly's like, uh, we would have preferred everybody said totally agree instead of strongly agree. And mm-hmm. uh, Phyllis is like, I thought strongly agree sounded stronger than totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Which they're all like trick answer questions, sort of a thing. So it's just. Yeah. I do feel like it's a little bit of a time waster. Right. Because nothing changes before or after Yeah, uh, any of those meetings. That's so true. Uh, Michael tries giving Holly a pep talk. Like, come on, you're losing them. You're losing them. And then Kelly brings up smokers. She's mm-hmm. like, uh, why is it okay for the smokers to take breaks? If I need to take a break, I'm just going to start taking up smoking. You're yeah. Like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like she's almost threatening. Like, I'll do it. I'll start I'll do smoking. It. Watch me. Um Well Go ahead. Did you know that the average smoker You're lying right now. Takes you, about no three fifteen minute oh breaks a day. Oh my god, Jamie, okay. you're stepping on my toes. I beat you. I you beat, beat you. You did beat me. I was so about to start reading this exactly. Forty five minutes of not working. Mm-hmm. A day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for an average working week, so that'd be eight hours, five days a week, that's three and a half hours of, of work breaks. time. That's 190 yeah. hours a year that they're getting paid for, and there's no productivity during that time. Now, I have to say, most so, eight-hour jobs I've been in, you get either a half hour or an hour lunch, Yep. right? And mm-hmm. you get two breaks two like 15 minute breaks so it, it, does that sound right 
to you. Yeah, I think two. two. So that means that smokers are usually squeaking out an extra 15-minute break. Right. Um, I feel like most of the people that I've worked with, though, they're pretty good about taking just five-minute smoke breaks, but they go out more frequently. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I think that was like omnicalculator.com. Oh, look at you was, go, man. Yeah. Totally beat me there, but I took it a step further, and I'm going to guess you did not. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> employees estimate that they take 42 minutes of break time per workday on average. The average employee, not wow. just the smoker. Okay. But they actually take 2.7 hours, according to a survey of 1,241 employees with, huh. with the typical classical desk yeah. job. Okay. And this accounts for going to the bathroom, uh, lunch breaks, uh playing on their phones just chit-chatting so yeah i feel that like that's pretty accurate yeah i i I mean i think that could be even a little undershooting yeah but see that sounds like a lot 2.7 hours Uh uh-huh but if you're busy the other 5.3 hours of the day yeah i feel like you really are productive i feel like you can get a lot done and you need those 2.7 hours to keep your sanity of the mundane tasks that you're being forced to do every single day right yeah i mean some places get nap time i've i've heard of these places i don't know where these places are (laughs) i think they're in mexico (laughs) i've never worked in one of these places but i've heard it exists yep it exists yeah i heard exists it exists so (laughs) then the uh everybody Mm -hmm. oscar dwight uh stanley they all start throwing out well maybe not stanley he's just uninvolved yeah they all start throwing out scenarios oh andy for sure right uh he's wait wait so meredith when kelly says oh yeah i'll i'll go smoke with you i've got cigars yeah i was funny i was it was funny because it's such a meredith thing to say but i was curious how many women actually smoke cigars so did you look this up i looked this up Uh, and it says about two percent of women in the united states say they smoke cigars according to the cdc that's interesting yeah so about 3.2 million women smoke cigars and that yeah but uh, see now i also wonder like the details of that survey is it have smoked a cigar in their life or smoke cigars it's, like that's their smoke preferred cigars. smoking device they smoke cigars interesting not have smoked but like yeah. they consider themselves a cigar smoker yeah two percent that's women. but you said three million three point two million that seems like a terrible lot <laughs> but i don't know any women that smoke cigars yeah for their own enjoyment Hmm. I don't know any. Well, I might, but not for. I mean, maybe just occasionally. Like huge stogies and stuff, or just like little swisher sweets. Uh, no, I've known a couple, but I think it was like a one-time thing, as far as I know. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the the traditional ethics question is: Do you steal food? To feed your family. Right. The what, loaf of bread question. What a paradox. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that right now? Whew. Well, I kind of looked up some things on that as well. Oh, my God. But uh, I was just curious. I was just curious. Uh-huh. Um, it was an article called How to Solve the Ethical Dilemma of Stealing a Loaf of Bread to Feed Your Family. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. 
Um, so this classic problem is often used in ethics meetings like this one, right? Yeah. It is like the ethics question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's different approaches. There's one approach, and, and I'm probably going to butcher this uh, word, but I want to say it's deontological. Deontological. Yeah. You totally messed Deon. that up. Deon, Deon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have, I have no idea. To, um, yeah. Okay, so there's that one, and utilitarian and the virtue ethics, okay? Okay. Um, so the first one is basically saying that uh, you have a moral responsibility in terms of duties or obligations. So this includes the range of actions that are between those that are absolutely prohibited, so it would be prohibited to steal this loaf of bread, right? And those that are morally required, right? Um, and so, this is saying, unless there are no other means available. So, Holly was kind of doing this with Michael. Like, right, right. okay, well, what if that was his last loaf of bread and his family would go? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, if it's like the absolute last option, then uh, the obligation for his family overrides the moral aspect of it, of stealing the bread, right? Okay. So, and then there's the utilitarian approach, and this one, um, it's morally justified because it's like the uh, stealing the loaf of bread doesn't really cause any harm, and it would actually help, a, you know, it's a greater good for the family. Right. 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 Okay. And then same pretty much with the virtue ethics um, that it is morally justified because the action of stealing bread, it does not seem to maximally demonstrate like qualities of, of moral, you know, injustice. Right. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's, you're not allowing innocence to starve. So it's morally justified. I probably really botched that, but that's, the gist. I mean, I get the gist of what you're saying. Yeah. Where do you stand on it personally, though? <sighs> um, I think I think that if it's to save someone's life, that it can be justified. I think we have obligations to feed our families. Yeah. So I have no problem stealing bread. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. Just two different perspectives of it. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it, it obviously does switch gears if you're the baker. Mm -hmm. If you're the baker, is it okay to steal bread? I think it's your obligation as the baker to play defense. Yeah, yeah. right. Hmm. Hmm. But presumably, the baker's not going broke because he's selling bread to other people. Right. So it's like, yeah, we're missing a slice. Right. You know, or yeah, a it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think the company actually would say no. You know, you can't steal the bread. Oh yeah, to fill your family, yeah, to feed all, your family, right? Yeah, yeah so. I think the company would say that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then they have this crazy talk about if the wall wasn't there, when like if you look away, is the wall still there? Yeah, I hate this analogy. <laughs> I mean, it's funny for the show. I appreciate yeah. it for the show, but I hate the whole like if a tree falls in the woods and no one is around, does it still make a sound? It's like, of course, it still makes a sound. You like, just can't hear it. Right. Yeah. Like, but there's no, it's not like the trees only making sound for us, 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> Michael backs up to where he can touch the wall without seeing yeah. it, and yeah. it's just so funny. And Holly is clearly struggling to stay on track. Yeah, she keeps trying to reel him back in. Yep. So now Michael offers uh, immunity to anybody to confess to any sort of wrongdoing they do, any sort of uh, ethical situation, and Holly's like, whoa, 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 I don't know if we can say immunity, And but Michael's just pretty much taking over this entire meeting so he goes all right i'll go first because nobody everybody was skeptical they're like "Uh, i don't think we should say anything and so michael goes first and he's like uh when i first discovered youtube i didn't work for five days (laughs) and he he kept watching uh cookie monster yeah i feel like that's accurate when youtube first came out yeah i feel like i mean even now yeah but especially when it first came out everyone was just like what is this this is great yeah it's only five minutes. Oh, it's only five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's only one more minute. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I keep readjusting. <laughs> <laughs> Be still, man. I'm trying to get comfy. <laughs> uh, so Ryan admits to damaging, uh, you know, this sparks everybody to start right. admitting stuff. Uh, Ryan admits to damaging a car mirror. 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 And then uh, it it turns out to be Kevin's car mirror. <laughs> and he's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, but yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. And then finally, Meredith admits to sleeping with Bruce Myers for a discount and Outback gift certificates. Yep. And uh, Holly has a problem with this. Yeah. 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 Oh, way over the line. She says that's over the line. What is your personal thoughts on this? Definitely over the line. I feel like it's over the line. I would you uh, fire Meredith? I would feel like I need to fire Meredith. Yes, I have. I've had to do something kind of like this before, but it's for the greater good of the company. Yeah, I'm sure that's what the company thinks. Yeah, but I, I feel like I've been in Holly's position. And I feel like it should be reported. Is it weird that I don't think this is a big deal? (laughs) (laughs) Just because Meredith is a consenting adult. Right. And it's not really. Well, that's fine. But when she connects that with the company, then it becomes a. (sighs) She doesn't own the company. Well, I understand that, too. So. But I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but we'll get into more yeah. of that later. I'm just not offended by it. I'm, yeah, I'm just. You I know. mean, I think she can do what she wants, but right. I feel like right. if there's rules against it, if the workplace has rules against it, then the rules should be enforced or everybody would just do whatever they want. Right. You know? Yeah. No, and I understand where you're coming from as well and the and where Holly's coming from. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's not dirty. I'm just saying I'm not offended by it. So, uh, like, just because Meredith is an adult, I'm like, whatever. Right. I get what you're saying, but a when you adult. A tie adult. in the business, yeah. that's when it becomes an yeah, issue. I get, I get that. Um, so now we, we cut to Pam, and she's uh, talking to her friends, and Beth is talking about uh, uh, presumably somebody she likes texted her and she's unsure of how to respond to his text. Right. And out of nowhere, I know it's drunk Pam, 
but she just starts making it about her. She's like, oh, don't ask me. Like, nobody was really asking her. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me. I'm too old. I have a fiancé. Right. Uh, and then, you know, she's sort of slurring her words, and mm-hmm. uh, he, people are just kind of staring at her. And then she's like, oh, I would probably just, like, I think she realizes that she made it weird. And she's like, oh, I would just probably do an LOL with a winky face. Right. She's drinking a volcano. They're drinking a volcano. They have Mm -hmm. a party drink. It's like a straw for everyone in one giant bowl. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Do you know what's in a volcano? No, did you look it up? I did look Good it up. Good for you. Did, you didn't look this I one up? I didn't look that I one up. I feel like we're in a competition now. I know. All right, so there is some Damarara rum. Okay. Do you know what that is? Damara? I'm not really a rum drinker. Me either, but that's what this pretty much has. It's got yeah. five ounces of Damarara rum. <laughs> okay. It's got three ounces of Jamaican rum. Okay. Two ounces of Puerto Rican rum. That's six, a lot of rum. <laughs> six ounces of excuse me sorry itchy throat six ounces of white grapefruit juice oh i didn't expect that uh 0.75 ounces of agave syrup okay one ounce of lime juice lime juice and more rum and a lime wow for some reason i thought there would be coconut in it uh yeah like coconut rum or something yeah yep no uh no, uh-uh. No, uh-uh. <laughs> um, so now we're back to Meredith there in Michael's office. Holly is there, and uh, she's explaining to both of them exactly what happens. Uh, Meredith seems to slowly be realizing that maybe she shouldn't be saying anything, but then goes further into detail about yeah. the, the whole hookup thing. And Michael really urges her to yeah. just say it's not as big of a deal yeah, he's as like, oh you my God. made it sound. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God, I'm trying to help you I'm here. trying to help you, <laughs> you idiot. Uh, <laughs> and then Meredith goes on to say that she feels better about herself yeah, <laughs> afterward. Yeah, by doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she, it just says a good. lot about Meredith. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and she gets out back. Yeah. Not just a discount on paper. She gets outback I, discounts we'll talk more about outback <laughs> later i gotta um, sneeze sneeze <laughs> oh, that sounded like a, a relief it sounded like it was a relief but uh, right. it was a cute one sometimes mine are loud and crazy it will all of your sneezes Earth are just the cutest. <laughs> all of your sneezes are just adorbs thanks you're welcome so now kevin confronts ryan about damaging his car and uh ryan refuses to take responsibility he's ryan 2.0 yeah the old ryan took no responsibility for his actions and if he has to answer for everything that that old ryan did yeah he's never gonna be able to move on that's right and so he kept referring to everything <laughs> i really that felt guy bad did this and that guy did I this really, i really felt bad for kevin yeah because he's like are you gonna pay for this and ryan just kept giving excuses yeah. he's like it was like 200 bucks dude. i know like this is the smartest i feel like kevin has ever yeah yeah he so he, he really stepped it up yeah so ryan just takes no responsibility and he Mm-mm. just ends up walking away and kevin looks 
annoyed and confused with what <laughs> just happened. Yeah. He's like, what? Because he, the whole time he's like, when you say the other guy, you mean you, you. right? Yeah. <laughs> you mean like, you, Ryan. Yeah. No, that's, no yeah. that's the old Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so now Jim is using a stopwatch on Dwight. He's timing yep. everything Dwight does. Uh, this is because in the ethics meeting, uh, Dwight claimed that he didn't do anything right uh, at the office except work. So uh, Jim is timing him every time he yawns, every time he has a personal conversation, anytime he does anything other than work, Jim has yep. the stopwatch and he's just yeah. Because I mean, Dwight pretty much said he is like one hundred percent ethical yes. at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, how do you feel about all of that? Oh, what, what do you mean? Just, just Dwight? The, it, yeah, Dwight and Jim. To, cause I, I, think feel like, I thought it was fun to watch. It was fun uh, to it watch. It was a but, fun exchange. And I mean, I know Jim's just trying to annoy Dwight. Right. But he wasted way more time. Yes. You know, timing him and exactly. watching him. And he did like zero work. Yeah, Jim is totally the time yeah. thief. On yeah. this one. Yeah, but it seems like, I mean, that was the, the point of it, though. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it, it, Dwight doesn't even pay attention because Dwight's too busy trying to prove to him that he doesn't waste any time at work. It is and almost so like a role he's reversal. like watching Jim waste yeah. all this time at work, watching him, you yeah. know? It is almost like a role reversal because Jim was out to prove it to Dwight, where right. normally Dwight would be trying to prove it to yeah, Jim. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh Michael keeps working on Holly to not take Meredith's situation so seriously. He invites her out to lunch, uh, but she's like, no, thanks. I already brought my own lunch. Yeah. And he's like, oh, your food's no good here. He throws it away. I would be so mad this is the part that Holly. This is the part that makes me mad. He throws yeah. the food away, and then he's like, oh, but let's split lunch. Yeah, let's go to din- let's go to lunch. Yeah. We, we can split it. <laughs> yeah. So like, they she just paid for her lunch already. I know. Poor Holly. I know. Poor Holly. Yeah, uh, it, but this isn't a date. He, nope. he he then has a talking head explaining what a date with him would be like. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounded kind of sweet. It did. It was sweet. But he obviously takes it way too far, and uh, he goes on to say he's like, I, "I'm gonna avoid the details to save her dignity." Yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, "But then we make hardcore love." <laughs> hardcore love. Yeah. And then they wake up and have chocolate chip pancakes. Yes, chocolate chip. Yep. That does sound good. Chocolate chip pancakes. It does. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite kind of pancakes? Is it chocolate chip or regular? Or? I, I like chocolate chip, but I think just classic buttermilk pancakes is where it's at for me. Yeah, and do you it has to any... have the blob of butter in the middle. Oh, yeah. Just like and, commercial perfect oh, pancakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Not, then I, I like to leave most of it melt in there in the middle yeah melting yeah and then i'll take part of it and stick it under the next pancake i love you know and let it melt under there and I so love, then you have this big butter circle in the middle of your pancake and it's delicious i love when uh, uh the syrup gets absorbed completely into the pancake and the pancake just yes. sort of kind of disintegrates almost it's so good yes. and it's buttery and sweet yeah. oh my god and, uh, I love pan- okay i'm ready to go have pancakes okay, now. chocolate chip pancakes i'm also not a, i'm not good. a huge chocolate chip pancake person i don't need fruit on my pancakes i just love regular pancakes i do love it with butter yeah uh Me and too. just 
but tons of syrup. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've eaten blueberry pancakes, but they're not my favorite. Yeah. 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 I, I say yeah as if I know that they're not your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I like talk. Yeah. chocolate chip more than blueberry yeah chocolate chip to me though seems a little bit like overkill like it's already sweet do you yeah, really need chocolate it's really dessert yeah it, chocolate chip would be good if you don't have syrup you know i don't know i have to go all the way if i have the God. chocolate chip the syrup's going on there too it's just like way overindulgence so give yourself diabetes <laughs> did you know i once chugged a bottle of syrup uh, yeah yeah no. Well, I didn't chug it from the bottle. I poured it into a giant 52-ounce glass, and then I warmed it up as warm as I can make it and still make it tolerable. And then, uh, you know, because it's a little bit thinner, not as thick when it's warmed up. Did and, you do uh, this on another podcast? I did it on a, a, a web show. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, oh my God, I did not feel right for like two or three days afterward. I felt horrible. That sounds like it. It was, and I couldn't do it, it a straight horrible. chug. I could not do a straight chug, but I finished the entire thing within like 20 minutes. Uh, and no. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'd be so sick. You would think your poop would be sticky, but it wasn't sticky at all. Like it didn't change none of that <laughs> it's stuff. Good to know. But it's it, good to know. I did like just my insides did not I feel right. feel like I would OD on sugar. Yeah. So now they're at a seafood place. I think it's called Cooper's cooper's family restaurant yeah. or cooper's family seafood uh michael orders for both of them <laughs> uh which i think is smooth but it's a little bit old school yeah you know? especially yeah. since he didn't consult with Holly. right maybe she's allergic to seafood he yeah didn't know. yeah so uh <laughs> he's like i'll have the two lobster tails and uh does the house have a red as if house is a brand name yeah <laughs> and he's like the house makes a good red uh so after michael places the order then holly's like i'll just have the salad yeah <laughs> and then the waitress looks at michael which was nice of her uh-huh. do you and, still want them both yeah and for whatever reason michael's like yeah bring them you know, like he doesn't want to back down from yeah. ordering too like why well, would do that to yourself now i love lobster and i could eat two lobster tails no problem yeah but paying for two lobster tails right is the part i would struggle with yeah so um and I wonder if they have bread rolls. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Michael keeps cracking jokes, but Meredith, uh, Holly is trying to stay focused on she's Meredith. She's trying, yeah. She's really trying to be serious about Meredith. All right. I had to look this up, though. The Cooper okay. Family Restaurant in Seafood Place. Yeah. Because it looked kind of like a Red Lobster, like a Red I, Lobster I, slash Long John Silvers. Yeah, like a mix of the two because the little <clears throat> pirate statues yeah it is an actual restaurant in scranton pennsylvania oh, and it has okay. been owned and operated by the cooper family since 1948 uh the cooper's has become a landmark and roadside attraction in scranton pennsylvania more than just a restaurant think about us as an interesting dining tour experience once you are here you'll enjoy everything the menu the staff the decor and of course the food this is obviously right from their website yeah uh and then it goes on to say cooper's in scranton has been a restaurant on this site for over 73 years it has endured the region's economic setbacks throughout the late 50s and 60s caused by the decrease in need for anthracite products so apparently scranton had a falling out as far as population goes because of the anthracite which is coal 
you know, because it's the mm-hmm. Electric City. And uh, from the mid to late 70s to the present time, Cooper's has been part of the resurgence of Scranton. Since 1976, seating has increased from 75 seats to over 500 seats. That sounds like a huge, yeah. huge restaurant. It does. Including our pirate ship built on site uh-huh. with the newest addition, the Lighthouse and Dock, which all of this is seen as like a opening B-roll footage before we see Michael and Holly at a table. Right. Uh, in 1976, Cooper's employed approximately 25 people. Today, it says in 2021, over 100 people are employed here. So it seems like a pretty big restaurant. Yeah, it does. So That's huge. I would go there. I would go there too. I love mm-hmm. seafood. Me too. <laughs> I love get, What do you like more? If I'm lobster ever in or Scranton. Oh, I... <sighs> I love the lobster tail. If I could just have two or three of them. <laughs> could you eat two or three lobster? I don't, I feel don't like know. Some of them are it's a small, you know, like two small ones. I would rather have, well, but I don't know. Crab, I don't know. They're both so good. They are, and they're similar too in taste. They are. But there's just, just like one a subtle difference. little more like a steak or something. It's just thicker. It's just... <sighs> It's more weird. Dense. It's more weird. Dense. Like the tail is one thing and the claws are another thing, but it's weird to the like open up the back. claws are more like crab meat. Like it's weird to open up the back of the lobster and eat like out of the back. You know what I'm talking mm. about? I don't know. You don't like, do it. Yeah. No, I do it too. Cause you, you pay like 50 bucks for cur- lobster or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you want to get every last yeah. little piece. It's, it's the most carnivorous I am when I eat. Yeah. When I eat lobster. You just feel like I've, savage you know you do yeah we should open up a seafood restaurant just call it savages and there's no knife or forks or spoons it's just eat with your hands eat it yeah this is a brilliant idea i should edit this part out (laughs) uh all right you ready to take a break yeah let's do it all right all this talk about seafood all right i know i'm hungry now i need a snack all right we will be right back okay (laughs) that was interesting (laughs) We're back. <laughs> As you probably just heard Kramer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now Jim is talking to Andy to purposefully antagonize Dwight. He's mixing up Harry Potter with Star Wars, with uh, Lord of the Rings, with Star Trek, with, uh, but they're talking about, what's the other one? It starts with a B. Battlestar Galactica. Yes. That's what it is. So, and Andy apparently has never heard of any of these things because he's just uh, hook, line, and sinker with Jim. And, yeah. and every time Jim says something, Dwight is just having a total aneurysm. Yeah, he is. He, he's he's just, really biting his tongue so And every hard. time he makes a noise, Jim looks at him with the stopwatch ready to, to start counting more time. Yeah. Uh, now we see Michael. He's eating two lobster tails. <laughs> still defending Meredith. And uh, says they should just punish her by keeping her from having sex. And he goes on to horribly describe a chastity belt. (laughs) It's so bad. Holly calls it a chastity belt. But Michael's like, no, that's not it. But then he continues to describe the chastity belt. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, man, that would have been a perfect opportunity to do some research on chastity belt. But I did not. Did you? No, I didn't. (sighs) We dropped the ball. Everybody Google chastity belt. Mm -hmm. I've seen one. (laughs) 
I've seen a chastity belt. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Did your parents encourage you to wear one? It was, you know, we kept it in the closet just in case. Kept it no. <laughs> um, no, I saw it in a museum. Um, I believe it was in New York City. It belongs in a yeah. museum. They were like old world practices. Yeah, it's crazy. There were a lot of different things like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what what kind of museum was this? Uh, was this just like a regular museum or was it a museum for sexual defense? It, in my I, it was a long time ago. Uh when in my mind I remember it being kind of a smaller museum, so not one of the big ones, but I could be wrong. That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, so now Dwight is in super work mode. He's even sneezed with his eyes open, uh, and he pees in a bottle under the desk. I can't believe anybody didn't have a problem with this. Uh, how would they not? That's so gross. How would they not know he wasn't peeing or he was peeing? Yeah. What if I mean, Jim knows. Why wouldn't Jim be like, Dwight, you're peeing under the desk. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the sneezing with your eyes open, I thought it was impossible. Like, I thought the Mythbusters did something on this, but uh, I Googled researched it, mm-hmm. and it said it may be possible for you to keep your eyes open when you sneeze, but doctors don't suggest that you give like this you a go. pull something. Right? Yeah, if something. closing your eyes really is a protective mechanism to help you avoid illness or infection. So maybe they're worried about some sneeze backflow. Uh, maybe hitting you in the in the face so hmm. yeah I don't okay know. uh and you don't want to go against your body's instincts no like these things are there to protect you so don't try and sneeze i always thought your I mean, eyeballs I was would never pop out taught to close my eyes when i sneeze it's just natural yeah you just do it yeah i always thought your eyeballs would pop out and that's, that's what i always heard yeah but apparently that's not the problem that's, so that's a myth then i guess okay maybe that was the myth that was busted maybe yeah but who did the myth <laughs> why would you want to test that myth like what if know. the myth was proven true right. like let's just not do yeah, that we'll put them back we'll put them back it's okay that's it you, your eyeballs would never be the same no. right what, isn't that what you would assume yeah i mean like once they're out of the socket you'd think they're just a little looser yeah you know? yeah you could really never sneeze with your eyes open then. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You've seen those people that can like push their eyeballs out, right? Like they just adjust their yeah, eyeballs. It's, oh, yeah. It, it's hurt, so gross. it hurts yeah. my eyes. They can't see clearly. Can you when they cross hit. your eyes? I can, but it kind of hurts too. I can't do it. I can do this crazy eye jiggle thing. That is great. I've seen people that can do that. You're a freak of nature. I can do it anytime You're a freak. I want. Of course, I I learned how to do it on purpose by it happening accidentally. <laughs> I think they call it like eye juggling or something. Hmm. But I it just it looks like my eyes are having a seizure. So yeah, I've yeah. seen it. It's weird. Yeah, it's not weird. It's it freaks me out. Well, that might be true. Okay, it freaks me out. Okay. Uh, Michael keeps trying to save Meredith. Holly says it's not a family; it's a workplace. Yeah, and this bothers Michael and. Now they're back in the parking lot of Dunder Mifflin, and yeah. I mean Holly went so far to say she she does not want to work in an unethical environment. Yeah, it makes She's her feel her down. scuzzy or something, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, Holly walks into the building. Michael stays behind and has a little talking head. And he says, the only reason I'm out here is so I don't have to go up in the elevator with her. And then yeah. he throws her leftovers away. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Michael doesn't have leftovers. So he ate he those ate two those dinners two. at the restaurant. I was thinking that. And Holly yeah. had a salad and she had leftovers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, Meredith wants to know if she's getting fired. She kind of begs for her job. And then she describes every single one of her weaknesses about how mm-hmm. she couldn't succeed anywhere else. And the weaknesses are pretty much her job description. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Holly is now being harassed at work. There's a printed out piece of paper that says NARC. And when yep. she takes it off of her computer screen, there it is. It says Again. NARC. Yeah. <laughs> exact same it's like image they, on her computer. Yeah, it's like they typed it out on her computer and printed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It's funny. Yeah. And now Pam is way drunk. She mm-hmm. drank the entire drink the by herself. volcano. This was... I wasn't a huge fan of the Pam scenes in this episode uh-huh. something about it just wasn't right maybe pam was just a little bit too out of character maybe it was the dialogue about how like she just was too insecure about her being older than everybody else yeah and it it clearly was not that big of a deal to anybody else but her but right. she, she kept like limiting herself like oh, i can't be doing this i'm old but yeah now she's drunk and she's she's having a a fun time and and yeah i love new york you yeah know? yeah so but I, I did like how Alex kind of mimicked her when uh, mm-hmm. when she was drunk. And he was like, yeah, meow, 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 yeah, meow, he did, yeah, he did. He did a good job with that. <laughs> I did laugh at that. Mm-hmm. That uh, seemed pretty realistic. I feel like people make fun of each other like that. Yeah. So now the phone rings. Ryan answers it. It turns out it's Toby. <laughs> I love this part. Ryan. I wish we had audio of this. <laughs> uh, Ryan asks about the girls. Uh huh. And. Uh, and then it, we're assuming Toby is telling Ryan that he's returning Michael's call because Ryan's face changes and he's like, Oh yeah. really? Yeah. He called to you. Yeah. All right. And you say so. <laughs> and then, uh, Ryan walks up to Michael's door and he's like, uh, Toby's returning your call. And Michael's just like, he's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Hi Toby. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, all right, yep. what's going on? So then he tells Toby about the situation and and toby's like uh yeah not only does that have to be reported but now since you told me i have an obligation to report it too yeah like even though he doesn't work there and uh but before right. he can even finish saying that michael hangs up on him. right so. but when he first answered the phone when to when toby when michael first heard to- toby talking yeah like, i can't talk right now yeah he was like I forgot how stupid your voice is. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> I forgot how stupid your voice was. Yeah, I yeah, love that. It, it was a good scene. It was mm-hmm. probably my favorite scene of the episode, I think. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, those phone... He nails those phone calls. Yeah. Nails them. They're yeah. so good. His timing is great. Uh, now, Dwight comes back to his desk. He was gone for 19 <laughs> minutes and 48 seconds. Yes. Apparently, him and Angela have hooked up. A little romp. A little romp in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jim is kind of drilling him. Like, uh, yeah. so maybe you're not so ethical by yourself. And then finally, right. Dwight relents. And he's like, yes, perhaps I'm not. And then yes. he gives a little smirk to camera. <laughs> uh, it, there's a flash of Angela in there. And she's kind of she's butting her but, top yeah. buttons. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He just kind of takes pride in this. Like, he was... Yeah willing to be a good worker but when it comes to 
Yeah, I to guess Angela. he saves. He saves his uh, unethical behavior for that nineteen yeah. minutes and forty eight seconds. Yeah, he's like, I'm just gonna take it all right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll fit it into this. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I just that would be like I, a twenty minute break. I guess Angela just means that much to him. Yeah, you know, he's like yeah. he's all about work. But when it comes right. to Angela, it, because He'll he loves he loves her. Dunder Mifflin so much. Yeah, but for her. He's right. he's willing to yep. to skip work. Yep. Uh, now Ryan comes over and he's like, "Hey, has anybody seen my my glasses?" And Kevin's like, "I thought I saw them in the kitchen or something like that." <laughs> I love this part. It turns out Ryan's glasses were in the toaster oven and they're completely <laughs> melted. Melted. I'm sure it stinks so badly. That, yeah, that burning plastic it's has bad. to be horrible. Mm-hmm. So now Ryan takes the glasses over to Kevin. Yep. And uh, Kevin's just like, oh, that's that's horrible. Yeah. And uh, Kevin 1.0 did he, it. Yeah, that's that was Kevin 1.0. This is Kevin 2.0. Yeah. Uh, but 1.0 hurt a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. It basically feeds Ryan's lines right back yeah. to him. Ryan and, 2.0's yeah. lines right back <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, not old Ryan. Ryan 2.0. Yeah. And Ryan looks uh, really pissed. Yeah. But good for kevin yeah i mean he kevin made his point this is good like the him. smartest kevin has been i know i was so proud of him it was amazing i know and then a uh, proud moment but proud it, it seems like moment. ryan got the message though when he walked away like yep. he didn't have anything else to say what, what could he say yeah so i just hope that those glasses were 200 bucks yeah uh, i hope so i think that it, they probably were if they were ryan's yeah um but i love that he's in kevin's talking head right after that yeah, he's like kevin 2.0 is just like kevin 1.0 except the new kevin doesn't take crap from right. anybody i loved it <laughs> i loved it i was like go kevin yeah go kevin uh so now in the break room holly wants a cup of coffee and she lines up behind michael and michael's pouring his own cup of coffee and then he just sort of backs out with of, the whole pot of coffee with the whole pot and then, doesn't let holly have any yeah and she kind of looks to camera too yeah and well, like, i thought it was a good mm. look and she realizes she does really good looks to the camera i've noticed yeah she nails them she's like the female gym kind of yeah 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 because <laughs> she always really looks at the yeah they work the cameras well they work that camera well <laughs> that's what she said uh <laughs> she realizes that maybe things are uh, a little bit too tough for her because of her sternness. So, yeah. Uh, the best part is, is when she goes up to use the copier and then Michael comes running from his office to cut in front of her and he has nothing to copy. So he just grabs a photo, <laughs> photo off, off the, the wall. wall. That cracked me up. Now, this is where I think he only does it. And as far as we know, he only makes one copy. Yeah. If he was truly diabolical, mm-hmm. he should have made like a thousand copies. Yeah. Like just said, and then, like, and just walked away. Just walked away while, like, the, the paper tray emptied <laughs> yeah. out and she had to, like, fill it up. Like, that right. would have been better. Yeah. Uh, so, now Michael is getting a call. He's in his office. And Ryan's like, hey, Kendall from corporate HR is on the line. And Michael's like, what's worse than an HR rep? Right. And Ryan goes, two HR reps. And, and Michael's like, you get me. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I really, I really feel like he thinks Ryan gets them. Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like secretly Ryan and Michael are buddies. Yeah, like we already know that Michael has helped Ryan move at right. Ryan's request. Yeah, so it's like they don't act like it at work, and then yeah. they, they, Michael totally acts like it. They, yeah, he does. Yeah, but or, yeah, Ryan doesn't act like it, but you can tell he hangs out with them. Yeah, there's too many. It's things like, dropped. It's like Michael is Ryan's secret friend. Like yeah. Ryan doesn't want to admit that he likes Michael at work, but right. outside of work, they're yeah. buddies. <laughs> Cracks me up. Uh, so now Holly, Michael, and Kendall from corporate are all having a conference in Michael's office. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, "Keep getting the discount. This is coming at a crucial time. Right. Just get the paper signed and move on. Right. And, uh, he's he's, like, he's pretty much laying it in. To, yeah. He's like, can you do your job? And like, uh, don't worry about that. We're getting a discount, and you just need to worry about doing your job and getting that survey signed. Yeah, or, all, or all that the other seminar branches were finished. able to do this. Right. And uh, I really love uh, Michael's face. Yeah. Like, it's like he sees that Holly's she's backpedaling here, and, yeah. and she's getting yelled at, and he just right. really feels bad for her. Yeah. And he has a really good talking head. And it was like, how do you tell somebody? Yeah, like right. But first, like I told you so. Yeah, yells. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, that. (laughs) How do you? The yelling part is coming. Yeah, (laughs) I was getting excited about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. How do you? How do you tell someone I told you so? What's the best way? Uh. I, I, I think it would. Do you just not say anything? I would probably or you not do say it anything. Jokingly, but, like he said. No, I mean that's the way. Of course, Michael wants to do it. Yeah. I, I think he, a serious, sincere talk would have to happen. Just be like we we kind of knew this was going to happen, right? Like, I mean, is it necessary to do that? No, it's not necessary at all. It's best not to say anything. I think it's best not to say anything, but it's hard. It's Sometimes, hard. But it, it depends de- on who the person is and if they're, they've been just a real jerk about it. And it depends on what the I told you, know? you so is as right. well. Right. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I think it's relative. Because sometimes you need to throw it back in their face. Like, I freaking told you this was going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes yeah. really hard not to throw it in their face. Yeah, like if you're uh, uh, diffusing a bomb and the person's like, cut the red wire. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm going to cut the blue wire. And right. then you cut the blue wire and it explodes right in your face. Well, <laughs> I, I think that person should tell the other person. I told you so. Yeah, I told you this was going to happen. Yeah. So now Holly is motivated. She's uh, trying to finish the ethics seminar, and everybody's kind of giving her resistance. Uh, don't sign anything. You'll get fired. And then uh, so Michael comes to her defense. He comes running out of his office. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's get in the the conference room. And Stanley's like, it is a quarter to five, and yeah. I have began yeah packing up my things and andy's like nope not gonna happen yeah so michael he he just he has the slow build he's like yeah get in there now or i am gonna lose it or no he says i'm gonna kill you yeah (laughs) something like that i will kill you yeah get in there now or i'm gonna lose it yeah so and i loved it it was like the first time i remember him yelling at everybody collectively and it's weird because this gave me the impression that he has yelled at them before because if he was serious michael or if he right. was goofy michael all the time if he yelled yeah i'm they not would sure know. i'm not sure they would respect him though like uh, we don't yeah. care like we don't have to listen to you. what are you gonna right. do but i feel like he walks that fine line of uh-huh. stupid silliness and discipline at the right. same time yeah so and and i also feel like 
I think you were kind of getting there too, uh-huh. where because he's so silly all the time that when he does yell, it, they know yeah, he they means know. it. Like they know. It, it, it weighs more too. Mm-hmm. So I also think mm-hmm. that that, that could right. be. This must be serious. He yeah. is serious right now. He yeah. never yells. But bottom mm-hmm. line though, it, whether they love him or hate him, and a lot of times I think they're annoyed with him, uh-huh. he can be a good manager. Yeah. Like he does control that office, right? You yeah. know, which is rare because he lets mm-hmm. them pretty much do whatever, right? But but he knows how to rein it in when he has to. Yeah. Um. So then Michael has another talking head, and and I love it, but it also cuts to uh, Dwight quickly turning around trying to touch the wall as yeah. if the wall was disappearing yeah. without him. They brought that back around. Yeah, but he didn't need to look at the wall. All he had to do was back up. And because, touch the wall? He could just lean against the wall. Yeah, because it, the the whole thing is if you're not looking at the wall, does it right. disappear? Yeah. So just put your hand backwards and yeah. touch the wall. Like, you know right. it's still there. Yeah, earlier Michael was talking about he would know because his pictures would fall off the wall. That's and right. that's how he would know the wall had left <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah um so then it ends the episode with everybody eating outback steakhouse yeah meredith meredith's treat i freaking love outback i do too i didn't so delicious it, for a long time ribs are delicious yeah for a long time i did not prefer it i would have preferred many different restaurants but now i found this thing called the drover's platter and it is like barbecue chicken and mm. like a half of thing of ribs yeah. and it's just it's so, so much food too and the chicken is so tender it's like every perfect time. every time every time every time and then of course you always got to get that uh the ribs are delicious <laughs> oh outback God. mac and cheese as well that is yes amazing so why do we always have to talk about food because it makes me hungry non-stop I don't, <laughs> I don't know i was thinking though i don't know how long this episode is but it, it's so easy to go longer yeah with the office than it was true detective right because the office is so relatable there's just so it much is. to talk about mm-hmm. you know it like as far as like our personal stories too right so it's just i definitely relate to i mean just so many i mean we're not going to relate to tracking down a serial killer right so. no but just <laughs> like how you interact with people and there's just so many personal things and the awkwardness yeah i, I relate to that <laughs> Yeah, and and everybody's loving the Outback, and yeah. and uh, they don't understand why Meredith was getting the Outback gift certificates, and <laughs> Kevin's like, I think it was a tip, which that's yeah. weird, right? Uh, and then uh, Stanley doesn't care what she does, just no, keep the ribs coming, just keep them coming, and Phyllis too, Phyllis agreed. And I I gotta say, Outback has the best ribs. Too. Yeah, they're so like good. I can't think of. I mean, there's other place that has good ribs, but Outback has like the ribs where I'm like, this is mm-hmm. the best ribs ever. But they were having steak, right? Everybody was eating kind of yeah. something different. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Right on. It was a good episode. It was. A I good enjoyed episode. it. I really like it. I think yeah. I like it more with every rewatch too, mm-hmm. especially with the super fan cut. Like, if yeah. you guys are not watching the super fan cut, or if you're not familiar with the super fan cut it is definitely worth checking out i mean there's so much extra footage in each episode yeah i really enjoyed it yeah so i'm, I'm happy that we we Me too. are covering the super we get fan that episodes. extra 15 minutes 15 right? minutes for this That's episode right. there's mm-hmm. i think there's usually at least five minutes extra in every episode but this yep. one we're gonna start keeping track okay how much uh, you can time do that yeah i will all right <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> to do it so yeah 
Are we ready for bed now? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's one forty-eight a.m. Let's let's do it. We're Sleepy just. Time. I mean, we might as well keep you guys in the loop too. You know, right? Since we mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. Did the air just kick off? I don't know. I'm sweating though. I'm not hot, hot, but I feel like it just got quiet in here. Oh, I stopped breathing for a minute. It feels so quiet. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the reviews and the subscribes and the follows. Yes, and, you're uh, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. You are wonderful. <laughs> all right. We will be back in a few days with another episode covering The Office. So thanks again, and we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our social media pages. At TV We Love on Twitter. TV We Love on Facebook. And TV We Love Podcast on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider following and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all ratings and reviews. Especially the five-star ones. We'll be back soon with another episode of TV We Love. Bye.